rock and roll. Kia ora everybody, what's up? It is Rebet. Uh, welcome to a Wednesday. I'm joined by Mr. Dion Ash, founder at a Trump and Disaster. How are you, my friend? I'm really good. Nice to see you, Robert. I, I see that you are you're in the office. It is the last day before before the shutdown. You are frantically packing. Uh, what is happening right behind that curtain of death, as I see behind you? Yeah, there's a bit of action behind you. No, it's a, we're a skeleton crew. Most people are at home, but we've had one one order for China come in, which we're desperately trying to pack out before, um, before the world closes down around us. But it's sort of like it's like one of those action movies where you're running to get you know the the buildings collapsing behind you, and you're running to get out the front door. <laughs> We've got the jewel in your hand though. <laughs> I had um I was at a phone call on the weekend. It was funny. I was I ended up working. Obviously, I think everyone just worked the entire weekend smashing everything. And um, I was saying to a, a friend of mine that works at a bank, I go, you know, what's quite interesting is all of a sudden the world's that everyone in, in my ecosystem is starting to feel like they're, they're running the same pace as I usually do. So I was actually quite energized. I'm like, dude, everyone's like on fire, man. Shit's just happening. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. But simultaneously I had another friend and I said to him on Saturday, I was like, bro, I think by the end of next week, it's going to be lockdown. So if I was you, I'd actually maybe go to the spot and buy these certain things because I know it's going to get locked. And he was like, you reckon? I was like, dude, do it. So anyway, he did it, rang me up and he was like, bro. I was like, yeah, because then it was obviously a shit show after. So um, you're in your office in Ponsonby. Um, You run a a, a, a business um, that does exports, the whole thing. At At a macro, what does... How does this change your business world in the next twenty four hours? Because I guess it, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a crazy ride, dude. How, what changes? Oh, I think a better question is what doesn't change. Um, mm. Yeah, <clears throat> look, I I've been pondering all of this myself for well, wait days, maybe even weeks now, because you felt it coming on. But um, I think anyone who tells you that they know what's going to happen and how this is going to pan out is either delusional or just, you know, I, I just can't, there's no way you can pick their way through this clearly, I don't think. I think you've, you've just got to live through it and keep walking forward and keep trying to solve each problem as it comes up. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me yesterday was just dealing with my staff and making sure they have certainty over the next month. Um, you know, and what we sort of talked about was, you know, one day, one week, one month, and then you know beyond that maybe three months but you know that's those that one day one week one month is the sort of the process we've taken uh and so that so we went through that day we did pretty much everything we could yesterday uh to get everyone home and you know set up and working um this first this next week will be about you know trying to really tighten up and work out what our um, plans are and and you know so and then obviously there's the income side of it and everyone needing to know they've got a job or, or, or income so we we had to sort of do that so yesterday was a heavy day um today we as i said we're trying to get one last big order out that might be our only income of any significance um for a while so you know i've got the minimum minimum staff here the two boys out the back helping pack that and then um and then from there it's about i think the next thing for us will be sort of operational clarity um you know trying to give an working with my management team to just try to say you know what's our operational sort of goals and mm. what's 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 the day-to-day look like now for every person uh who's who's on the payroll and and what does that look like for the next month 
Um, so the next week is about trying to give clarity around that, redefine roles for the short term, uh, look for, you know, plan for what's going to happen once we come out the other end of this um, in a month, hopefully. Um, and, and, you know, that's, so, so, so that's the, the, the sort of day to day, I guess, um, in the micro, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In terms of the macro situation, you know, like, as I said, you know, anyone who can tell you, think, thinks they can tell you what's going to happen from here on in is, um, is making it up on the fly, I reckon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tricky, right? Because so yesterday I was talking to, um, uh, Jason Paris here at Vodafone, and he was saying, you know, they've got full contingency plans and whole rollouts with the stuff. It's already built into the, their ecosystem, right? And then I was like, that's that's great when you got a billion dollars and flipping thousands of staff that do this shit. But if you're, you know, like a a, 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 a small business, so you got, you know, five, 10, 20 staff or whatever, you don't plan for this shit, you know? And all of a sudden, like you're cranking, going to work, and one day, like, oh, it might shut. It's like, what do you mean it might shut? It's like, yeah, like nothing tomorrow. And so it changes the has it has it been? Go but even even Vodafone and people like that though, you know, I'm sure they have got contingencies, you know. And there's going to be businesses who flourish through that's right, um, hmm. for sure. Maybe Vodafone is in one of those situations where they might be better than most. I, um, but again, it's like that classic sort of thing. You move, you know, you move one sort of string and and pull one pawn out of place, and it's not just that pawn that gets affected; it's the flow-on effect of all the multiple hmm. and. You know, we're not going to know all of that. Small, large, medium. You know, there's just so much flow on um, that's going. But they can see that the thing is like that. There, there is a documented plan for bigger businesses that doesn't exist in the small. And all of a sudden, you've got small business owners who are, you know, not necessarily paycheck to paycheck or invoice to invoice, but having to change their thinking. Where okay, if this, then that, then that, then that, and actually having to stop. And it's almost like um, forcing strategic thinking four moves ahead which they probably haven't had to have before so they, so the mental bandwidth i think and the pressure of these business owners as new zealanders is i think it's a lot heavier than people are even messing with because right now it's changing exactly to your point like what what one move changes the next to the next so i mean it's probably been pretty overwhelming to to, to try and even think through that right oh totally and and you are and you are right um you know one of the nice things i've noticed is you know we're on at three and here in Ponsonby, and it has brought that business community closer together, and, and also within my category, you know, within the sort of cosmetics or larger sort of wellness category, you know, there's sort of five or six business owners who, who at times we've connected, and all of a sudden we've all come together, and we're all ringing each other and talking and trying to strategize and trying to work through, um, and and so that's a good thing because you know that. That sort of, sort of speaks to community, but it also, I think, underlines exactly what you're saying. You know, none of us know, and, and none mm -hmm. of us have planned for this contingency. I mean, you start a year and you think, what's my best case and what's my worst case, and you sort of probably expect somewhere in between. Um, but no worst case is ever planned zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, so wait a second, I can't, I have to stay at home. Oh, shit. And then yeah. I can't send any orders. Oh, wait a second, how am I going to do this, that? What's the, um, the concerns from the other small business owners that you've talked to? What 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 are they stressing about? What's their pain point at? Where where's their head at right now? Oh well for most of us it's you know landlords make still ah. charging us full rent, you know. So you know we've got no income and our landlords are still going, you know, hey, so, <laughs> stuff so like that. You, so do you heard a little um 
Hit a little scoop. Oh, Maggie Foster. Miss Foster just messaged says, Hey, Rebecca and Dion, sending love to you both. Miss Foster. Man, she keeps it real. Um, for those who don't know, Miss Foster was my high school teacher, kept it real at All Sports Academy. I don't know where high. And who knows how Dion, Dion knows her. Mags knows everyone. Um, Maggie is too. Well, netball. That's how I know Maggie. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, this. this this, I totally lost my train of thought, but this next wave is going to be really nuts, right? What do you yeah. think the biggest, um, the, or actually, no, that's where I was at. Sorry, the uh, landlords. So um, a friend of mine, Brent Norling, he's a lawyer. Um, he was just on LinkedIn and I think he was on the AM show and stuff this morning. And so there's a clause in uh, most of the uh, regular Auckland um, uh, leases. I think it's like 27.5 or some shit around no access. Um, is that something that you've they've been talking about or heard about or, or whatever? Yeah, so we our whole street's talking about it, but unfortunately, <laughs> we we are with a landlord who has um has got his own lease uh, agreement, so I'm sure we've been, uh, locked out of that particular cause. But uh, I mean, look, I mean, we're just in a situation where I think if, you know there's a responsibility on all of us to to pull together and landlords included. So you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm still going back and forth and trying to see reason um but we're in the same boat yeah yeah and you know hopefully, hopefully that'll that'll help hopefully he's watching this this podcast for a bit and um and yeah. a little bit of pressure will come don't, down on. don't be a dick <laughs> help everyone out <laughs> um but yeah no so i mean but there's that there's also you know a lot of confusion around the online you know we we sort of had hope that the online business would stay open seems pretty that's clear that that's not going to but you know why not well, non-essential. They're saying they're now going to, you know, there's the, I was seeing the Herald this morning, you know, we're arresting any non-essential business owners still operating. So, I, I mean, there's all this. Did say thing. arresting? Oh, that was the, the, I'm pretty sure I read that. Maybe, I, or visiting. Maybe, maybe, maybe I read visiting for arresting. But the, um, but, but I mean, I think so, you, you know, there is just also this sort of backlash online, right? If, if you could stay on, open online and sort of maybe flaunt, you find a loophole, is that, sort of um you know gonna cause your brand more damage in the long run with the consumer who knows you know this is a un unprecedented times um and i think that we just have to show leadership with brands so you know our, we just i sort of spoke to my team this morning and we'll come up with a strategy for our online but as of 12 o'clock today we're saying no more you know we won't ship again online uh, until the end um of, of the time uh, uh, of lockdown um, but we might be able to do something with our customers and say, hey, listen, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. And if any orders taken during the, the lockdown, we can we can sort of get them out um, immediately and, and sort of give some sort of favoritism going forward. I don't know. There's got to okay. be, there's all yeah. of this we've got to try to work through. But, um, you know, I think I think we sort of have to abide by what the government is trying to do here. You know, they're trying to totally. um, save lives and, and, and put the, you know the virus to bed so to speak so let's sort of all get on board with that i think the um the online one is is interesting because if there's no social contact and if there's someone actually manning, manning the spot and they're still 
things going out, at least keep some revenue going. But I guess it's a slippery slope because all of a sudden people start coming in and out from home. And, you know, it's, it, I, I, I can see that. I mean, another option I was just thinking down with my, my creative ways is you go out and you buy a camper van today. You paint it black. You put Triumph and Disaster on it. You sleep in the camper van where you get one of one of the interns there, pack it up with all that shit. And technically it's their house. And then you can just go and just do drive-by deliveries, man. Just like, and then document the whole journey around New Zealand. The Triumph and Disaster, and it's just called the, it's not even the Triumph, it's just the Disaster Tour until it's finished and then it becomes a Triumph Tour coming the way back up to Auckland. There you go, done. I've been thought, I've been thinking about it all, you know, we sell soaps, you know, I can, you know, we've got a, a nice sort of fire soap, maybe that's essential, but look, I think I think in the end, you've just got to take the, the picture that, um, you know, we're trying to pull together as a community and um, and get this job done against the virus and, and then, Focus on what's going to happen once we get out the other side. You know, um, we, we will all find solutions individually as businesses to, to navigate the next month um, and make their own decisions. Um, but you know, there's, there's also just decisions around you know debtors and creditors and all of the people. You know, all of that cash flow side of business, um, which you know you, you, that's going to uh, come into play as you know some people make different decisions to others. And so there's there's so much uncertainty moving forward that I think all you can do is try to show leadership through it and try to run yeah. a, a good sort of moral sort of business that does the right things for, for the people and the business and the staff. Um, and if you can try to navigate that, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think it's going to force pretty um, blunt and honest conversations with a whole bunch of people because everyone is affected at every level from top to bottom employee one to a thousand right um and so from here you'll work remote go home bunch of online online stuff like how are you going to navigate your logistics the next little bit because obviously you've got you've got the fam you've got the work you've got whatever else well we've still got see we our business is about 80 percent international offshore so we've still got four warehouses with stock that are operational as i speak huh. um so we've still got international business that we can still ship and so we do have online business in parts of the world that are still live and relevant um <clears throat> so it's not complete shutdown for us on that side um but it, what it does do each each country has bringing in its own things like the uk we just heard overnight that's a shutdown on essential like us three weeks but then sounds like up there online businesses are open and now warehouses are still open so you know, we're trying to, my brain's bursting with trying to just work out, well, what does that mean for us and trying to work with that, those staff up there to say, hey, you know, how are you going to manage it from from working at home and, and, and whatever. Um, then we've got the US and, and whatever happens there and then sort of uh, our, our, our sort of Timor Global Store in China where we're just working with our partners to make sure we've got stock, you know, and then you've got Amazon, which, you know, we, we do a little bit into the States on Amazon and it's like, that's a, that seems to be an ecosystem that's pretty well protected. Yeah. But, Do you think the support for the businesses from the banks and the government has been like the, the right type of uh, response and support? Obviously they're, they're doing freezes on a whole bunch of stuff and there's loans and all sorts of bits and pieces that's been com coming out with the packages and stuff. As a as a business owner, do you, do you feel it's it's the right approach and gives gives enough, I guess, confidence to the business owners? Oh, look, given the decision that's been made, I think the support that's come in behind it has been exciting. Yeah, I think um, yeah, history will look back and go, did, you know, did we overreact and, or whatever? Um, that we're not going to know that for years and years and years and maybe never. Mm. 
Um, and so if you just look at the decision that's been made and then you look at the support that the government's given to it, I think it's been excellent. Um, you know, Pretty I decisive too, right? Through the hammer, done. Yep, yep. I mean... You know, I I think that I you know three or three or four weeks ago I was in Taiwan, um, and you know I think if you had a model of how to handle it, I think that's actually the model we should have shown, um, you know, much earlier. Um, and I think sometimes isolation and lack of visiting some of those other countries that those maybe has maybe I I think overall we probably my my gut feel is you know maybe we could have learned a little bit more earlier from someone like Taiwan who, who really have done a great job and they have gone about it a completely different way having said all that we're now in a situation where we've acted really efficiently and smart um on it and decisively so now we've and now the, the actions that I think the government's taken after that has been really excellent so you know you're talking about the the certainty around wages, you know, and how quickly that was done, the certainty around the mortgages, you know, um, that's happening now for staff and all of that. All of those things as an employer really, really have helped um, us navigate the last few days because there was a high level of anxiety, I think, with staff um, you know, every, and their personal situations. Um, yeah. Be able to help sort of ease that. Um, has been huge. Um, so you, you know, the the one area I you know, that I personally and is I think you know we could have some leadership on by them about rents. I think that um, ah. yeah, I think that would be a, a really good position both both for private and business. I think you know that's an area where you know we need um, some. You've heard anecdotally some landlords being amazing, you know, but then. Um, there's going to be some arseholes that want to kick out tenants who've been there that whatever you've missed this thing whatever it's going to be and and that's where i feel for it too right like i guess in some respects you know you're you're fortunate enough where you can have online footprint to do things with brand and stuff and you know and obviously i can do my thing remote but you know if you're a, a service-based business whether it be you know a cleaner or this or that or, or in different facilities and buildings and stuff and it's just lockdown you're kind of stuffed for the next little bit, right? Like, and, it, and it's, that's a tough thing. Or if you're a single parent and you've got kids and you're trying to work and blah, 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 you know, there's going to be a lot of, we're hearing a lot from, I guess, like loud some government stuff, some business people, but not so much from the family side. Um, uh, Leo Donaldson was just saying government support is amazing. Nick um, says uh, New Zealand is a country of strong, strong leadership. Hopefully all CEOs do the same. Ben Fellows says good discussion. And Maria Fong says demonstrating good values there. Good on you, Dion. Shot Marissa. Um, nice feedback. Um, yeah. yeah, look, I mean, I was just talking to my wife this morning that, um, you know, we were just discussing, we're saying, man, imagine being a solo parent, you know, or imagine being a one income family right now. It would be terrifying. So, but where's um, the voice for them, right? Like, what what happens? Even I put a, a, uh, a post up last night because I worked out, I was like, wait a second, it's the 24th, nine months lockdown. Oh, shit, man, there's going to be a lot of Christmas Day babies. Because it's like you've got all of all of these uh, like forced, like legally forced uh, couples you know, in the same spot, bro. It's gonna be like I, I, I put a tag on. I was like, man, the, the All Blacks lineup for twenty forty is looking pretty solid. <laughs> um, and then, but then someone commented below and they said, "Or divorces and domestic violence." And I was like, oh shit! Think about it, right? You got some old mate doesn't have his sport, is at home, unhappy, got booze around, can't work, stressed, 
you put all these different things combined together and I mean, we're kind of joking about it. I was like, how about we're going to have some flipping issues with domestic violence. There's going to be a bunch. I mean, the relationship stuff, like clearly certain couples probably can't be together for so long in the same room. Um, and you're already starting to hear them on some of the texts I've been getting. It's just like, bro, I'm going crazy, man. Stuff this shit. I'm like, oh, geez. Um, so there's going to be a lot of not just financial issues that community are going to have to deal with for this next little bit. I think it's going to get quite emotionally and um, the mental health of the nation is going to get tested, I think. Yeah, look, this I don't even know where to start with all picking, unpicking all that, but I, you're right, it's going to be full on. And we just hope that we can all work, you know, together to support, you know, at the times when neighbours and, and friends and, and people are just going to have to pull together on some level, you know, and, and you know, that, that's that's going to be crucial. I, you know, I, you almost don't think too far ahead either. You know, like I think that's why I sort of said right at the start to my staff, you know, it's one day, one week, one month, um, because, you know, we we all assume or hope that in one month everything goes back to normal. But, um, you know, the reality of it is, is this is step change probably for some time. And, um, you know, if it, it, it doesn't take a... Uh, you know, futurists to work out that we're going to be at least six months to a year, maybe even 18 months um, in, in a changed world. And even after that, it might be changed so substantially that things never go back to normal. So, um, you know, you've you just got to be careful not to be alarmist about those things as well. And that's why I think deal with the deal with the here and now, deal with the things that you that are yep. affecting the business or the personal and um, and try to step through it, you know, and try to get all of it. Away. So I think that exactly that point is thinking about the, the the one day, one week, one month thing is um, I was uh, watching this interview with a, a Navy SEALs trainer and he was saying during hell week and he was an instructor for it. He was saying during hell week, if you think of it as the whole week, you're stuffed because you'll be on Monday at midnight and you're like, shit, I got to go to Sunday. I'm stuffed. But he was like, if you think of it as meal to meal, I'm just going to go to my next meal. And he makes the meal. I'm just going to get to my next meal. Get the next meal. And as long as you think of that, you know, 26 times or whatever it is, that's a different way to cut, compartmentalize mentally how you break it down. And, and I I actually kind of agree with that. And it was weird. I was sitting here this morning. I was thinking, well, everyone's going to be at home and they're balancing it out. It'd be really interesting to interview someone that spent time in prison <laughs> and ask them how that's done like a flipping 10 stretch. And see how do they actually mentally go through their routine of how they do it. And if you can think of the the time blocking strategy of people in prison and having them, I guarantee it's probably given, you know, like the adjustment period for all of regular public is going to go through some crazy mental shit. I mean, I know what it's like to jump around logistically. I think there's going to be, um, there's a lot more conversations that aren't just financial, which are going to be happening. That's, that's become pretty clear. I always I said to my staff, we went out and had a, a sort of a meeting about it all. And I, there's a great sort of book I got given years ago when I changed careers, and it was called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's a fable. It starts with this little fable about uh, two mice who are stuck in a, a, a maze and they stumble across this big mountain of cheese. Um, and so for a few days they sit there and they hoe into this cheese and one of them just sits back and sort of living the life of Riley and just starts pigging out and getting fat. And the other one, after a few days, goes, oh, I might go exploring here. And so he eats, eats in the morning and he goes off and explores the maze. 
And um, lo and behold, a month or two goes by and all the cheese is gone. And then, you know, the, clearly the guy who's been off exploring, he's found new piles of cheese and, and new ways out of the maze, whereas the, the guy yeah. just, yeah, hasn't changed. So, you know, it's that whole idea of just, look, no matter how good or bad things are right now, they will change. So you've got to keep evolving and you've got to keep sort of ahead of it somehow or thinking or moving forward or looking for that new cheese, you know, because... Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's 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 almost that forced discovery time where you you've got you've almost got bandwidth to stop and reset, you know, like emotionally, physically, everything else as well. Um, guy says, uh, massive respect, uh, Dion. Keep up the epic work. Bonus comment: Mad American Cup Rebet. Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm four hours ahead of you, so the goal is I'm never going to say what's in it. <laughs> yeah, really milky wheat coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Shane, uh, Great Values Dion, my fiance is an ED nurse on the front lines fighting the virus. Oh, no shit. Props, Dion. All emergency and ICU staff are putting their lives on the line. I've been appalled by the businesses trying to claim their essential services and stay open. All that's going to do is extend the lockdown timeline, which no business needs. Shot, Shane? Yeah, well, you know, these, you know, it's great feedback, isn't it? These guys are knowing more, but I mean, look, the temptation's always there. You got as a business owner, you're looking like, how am I going to keep some income coming in? So you yep. can understand it. But yeah, I think, I think in this day and age that the, you know, social media, the responsibility, one of the things I've always said from day one when I started the brand is, you know, people can see under your hood. Now they see what's going on. You know, they, they, it's, you just do one quick search and you can see how you've behaved with other customers or, you know, are you telling the truth of what's in your products or ingredients or, you know, what sort of business interactions are you doing? So I think in that world, you, you know, the, the great thing about that greater transparency is, you know, you just, it's much easier in a way to, to show good values and to do the right thing. Um, do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to force business leadership to be more humanised? Like even I was thinking about yesterday with Jason Paris, right? You know, billion dollar telco, blah, blah. And there he is at his house rocking his Vodafone Warriors t-shirt just on a cell phone talking shit on the couch. And for me, it's mellow, but then I, was, I always get kind of tripped out thinking about the the like social dynamics of, of, of like leaders, how they're seen on not necessarily like the ivory tower, us versus them type thing, but to kind of humanize them in a way. And even just like the, the group chat video calls for all staff and everyone's at home and these kids running around the background and cats going off and you know, whatever it is. I th do you think it's going to be a way for, I guess, maybe more of a community to have, I guess, more empathy to others or, you know? Well, I think that type of leadership's winning already, you know, mm. so I think that's already happened, that change. And, I, you know, those dictator-type leaderships or lack of sort of care for, um, you know, the people that you're working with, I think those people are getting sort of less and less and more and more sort of isolated um, anyway. So I think the move is definitely to come more connected um, as, a, as leaders and in the workplace. Um, you know, I think it flows both ways, though. I, I, you know, I still think what we need to do at home is not have cats floating around in the background and not have, you know, um, you know, kids in their undies as best we can. I mean, that's, there's, a, there's, a, there's still a, a, a need for people to concentrate, need for people to show their attention to the group. So, you know, like I, I sort of said, look, the, the reality is three weeks from now, there's not going to be much work for some of my staff. In fact, two weeks from now, in fact, one week from now, you know, there's just their day-to-day -day job. Is Physically, like, yeah. So what I've sort of said is that we're going to have a daily morning meeting on, on Zoom and Skype or whatever it might be. Um, and um, on 
that's your only commitment unless there's things that flow out of that meeting. Um, but for that meeting, you know, I, I would not expect people to be turning up in their pajamas or or having, um, you know, people come into the background or, or, or whatever. You know, everyone's taken their, their their computers home. Everyone's set up. And we've sort of just asked them, okay, we'll do that in a corner of the house where you can at least be present. Yeah, be present. Yeah, and and I think that's that's not much to ask from a from a business. And I think actually, you know, um, it will actually help our cohesion as a group anyway because the more isolated you become here, um, mm. the easier the bad decisions are to, to sort of arrive at, you know, personally and business-wise and all of that. So it's so important we stay use every facility we can to stay connected. What What's your biggest um, fear for the next couple months? Oh, staying alive. The, yeah. My, my business staying alive, sorry, not me. Um, you know, keeping my family healthy and, and keeping anxiety levels low. Um, you know, I'm pretty good at giving advice, but actually, you know, I've got to save my own business. You know, that's the that's the fact of the matter here. This is pretty pretty serious. And um, there's no hiding from that. You know, there's you can't, no business can go indefinitely without any income. It just doesn't work that way. And um, so we've got to, really all all get back on and you know like again don't want to sound alarmist but um you know we have to get back to shopping local looking after kiwi brands you know at the same time people need to not get their one lump sum and think it's lotto there's got to, we've got to work it all through you know there's so much to negotiate here for everyone not just business owners um but you know that those are my fears. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and everyone's got the the, the same thing. I I think we're seeing the, the the tip of the iceberg with people making noise about it. But those who can see this thing play out, you know, we're already talking about like mental health and domestic violence and all these other things. Like that shit's coming, right? Like this this is real stuff. And so, as much as you know, yes, there'll be some forced creativity and ideas and blah blah. You know, many aren't in this situation. So I think to your point of the community just validating that it's about the we not necessarily just the me you know yeah well and 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 you know um yeah totally totally it's it's um and, and you know all 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 we can do around creativity is plan right um and the consumer will dictate those businesses to a large degree but um at the same that, that do well and survive and bounce back quickly um but i think we all need to sort of just um be conscious of each other and and you know i think what more can you do than that really just sort of help where you can i get it uh gareth hughes says hey nashi wise words mate it's very interesting times for business owners leadership is critical as this is the moment in time and there is light hope you and the family are well oh gareth, there you go. Is a, gareth? gareth is the most killer salesperson i've ever met so shout out to gareth hughes mate he's a he's a champ his uh, beard's looking strong too strong oh, beard man. Man, you don't want to. If he comes knocking, you end up buying off now. Believe me. I think he's rocking a. I think he's rocking a little Rolex there. Saying he's like flexing, flexing with the the sun's out, guns out, and the little Rolly. Okay, I see you, Gareth. Okay. <laughs> when I first oh. came back, when I first joined the workforce after cricket, you know, I didn't know anything. I was useless and the worst salesperson ever. I went out on the road <laughs> one day with Gareth, and um, I was just in awe of what what it, how he could um, 
turn a conversation that was a flat no at the start of the conversation into a classic massive sale by half an hour later. <laughs> Like, wow, we, maybe we could get um we we'll get Gareth on the show, and uh, we can do like ha- how to how to sell remotely. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's got a knives business now, so he's um so I'm not sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's out there. Is it Victory Knives? I think so. Shout out to Gareth. He's, he's there you got go. Yeah. Uh, you could do a um. So can people buy Triumph and Disaster products online and had it third party logistics anywhere in the world? At the moment, yeah, well, we 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 believe so, and you know, and for now, in America, the UK, could they ship it here? <sighs> yeah, maybe. These are the things. These are the questions. But uh, um, actually, it's a good question, isn't it? I don't know. Well, I was just thinking. I was trying to ninja move it. I was like, okay, what if you're a dude at home and every couple of days you're gonna do? You gotta have a shave. All right. So how about you, like a Dion at home, little Facebook live set, having a having a shave and chatting through. I'm taking the opportunity to, to develop beard oils and, and sort of go, develop some. Ah. Yeah, so, yeah. See what that is. And we're going to about five years too late. <laughs> I was tr- trying to get to how you can kind of convert a community through conversation, but then into like commerce, but done through content. Like there's something in there. Have, have it, have, give it a challenge to your team. How do we mix yeah. in our, our products at home with men? talking shit or whatever it is? It could be, see, so you could have the, the, the manly men's mental health hour. That we could just talk yeah. shit about, and, yeah. and it could be a call-in show for other men talking about the, the dramas of home. Well, look, I mean, you know, we've been, we have actually been talking about those things. You know, I think as a brand, we've got to keep communicating somehow, and um, maybe that's just our role through this time is to try to, you know, be an agony aunt or whatever it might be. For um, who knows what it's going to be, but it's. Um, <clears throat> I think we have to stay um, involved with our communities, um, and and you know that's. That, that's a, a time to, to do that is right now and, and, and sort of um, you know our, our customers are our uh, are the key to our success you know like and mm. you've heard that one of the things I learned after sport is you know you, sales is one thing but return sales is the key you know it's like you know keeping a customer is so much more valuable than getting a customer the first time and and you know what we're trying to do now is just um, work through that process We've got a customer knocking on the door I'm on, uh, I'm on live on the thing. Who is it? <laughs> no, we bring him in. We we go bring bring him in. Who cares? Oh, no, wait, how about we finish up? Or I'll let you do your shit. Okay, I'll go save someone. No, no, All right. he's come to pick something up. So, hey, well, listen, thanks for having me. I'll see Love you your work, brother. I'll see you soon. Cheer, bro. There we go. The bro, Dion Nash, on his. <laughs> last day working some retail before the shutdown up at um, uh, in Ponsonby. So if you want to support them today, get in the mix real quick. Uh, you can go check it out, Triumph and Disaster. Um, uh, Callum said, what up? G'day, mate. Nah, this, this guy's a cook. Callum, just just let, go away, mate. Just go away, Callum. Callum, he's a bro. Uh, and Marissa says, uh, early gift vouchers for Father's Day. True. If you want to go support, spoiler, do that. And the sunscreen was awesome. Nice. Uh, Andrew Miller says, bloody useful insights, guys. Have taken heaps of note. Cheers. Shot, Andrew. I will tell uh, Dion that you said that, or he'll he'll watch this later and be able to check it out. Uh, Aroha Armstrong. So cool. Thanks for organizing. Oh, Aroha. She is awesome. Uh, all right, team. So one of the things I've been thinking about is I have a Rolodex of lots of people that are really smart and know lots of cool shit. And so what I'm thinking we do is every day try and 
talk to someone about uh, what their challenges and bits and pieces uh, are going on. So uh, yesterday we had Jason Paris, CEO of uh, Vodafone New Zealand. Today I had uh, Dion Nash, uh, founder at Trauma and Disaster. Tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. we have um, Jolie Hodson, who is the CEO of Spark uh, New Zealand. She's going to be on. And then on Friday, we have Victoria Curran, CEO of Callahan Innovation. So we're going to get the get the crew and get the homies in talking about everything that's going on. And um, yeah, I think uh, positive media and, and sharing of insights and value to others is something that I think is pretty important and, cr and crucial. So that's cool. Um, Callum just texted me personally and he said, uh, you should probably have me on the podcast, uh, Callum, I'm just going to say uh, no, because uh, no, because you're a stalker to my other friend who has been having to message me saying, stop getting you stalking him. So um, no, Callum. Um, all right, team, enjoy the rest of the day. Tune in tomorrow at 11.30. We have uh, Spark CEO join us to talk through tech, telco, uh, remote work and all the rest of it. They obviously went agile last year, which is pretty cool. Enjoy the rest of the day, team. Uh, be good. Take care of everyone and um, giddy up for the next little bit. Shot, team. Peace. Back to the Red Cup. Cheers, guys. Oh.